I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is just a conversation. Well, Amber, one topic that comes up over and over and over again is the difference between 14 karat, 18 karat, platinum, white gold, yellow gold. I I think we should spend some time just bringing some clarity to that subject. Absolutely. I think we I think we should. Yeah. Um, First of all, most of the time in the United States, the most common carroting of gold is going to be 14 and 18 carat. And that is a, a stamp act in the United States. So 14K means absolutely nothing outside the United States. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. 18 carat is universal. There's there's 18 carat mostly used in Asia, in Europe. Uh, but it's not stamped 18K. No. It's stamped... 750. Yes. So what does 750.750 mean? means it's 75% gold and 25% alloy. Correct. And gold is what color, as we all know? It's yellow. It's yellow. So people ask all the time, where um, can you turn my yellow gold white? The answer would be no, because there's no way that once it's alloyed to that 14 carat or 18 carat, the only way to turn that into a different color is by bringing it back to its pure form, which we don't do. Uh, refining houses do that. So uh, if you see 0.585 on the inside of a ring, that means... That ring was manufactured outside the United States, and it's 58 58.5% gold, and the balance is other alloy. Which is 14 carat. That's correct. 0.585 is 14 carats. So people are wondering what that means. So if you just take uh, uh, and understand 416 is 10 carat. Right. So uh, if uh, you ha- understand, you know, it's 24 carat would be 100, equal 100%. That means pure. So now, now why, why do we start with 24K as being pure gold? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure if someone were to... Look it up online. It's, they can it's figure out, it out there. But I always thought that it was because of the metrics. You know, we're, we weren't metric. And, you know, there are seven sixteenths inch wrenches rather than, I don't know what the millimeter equivalent is. But <clears throat> I think the same thing applied with with gold. Mm-hmm. And so 750 was three quarters gold and 25% other alloy. And well, let's get back to why with yep. 14 karat gold and 18 karat gold, the colors. People quite often, because we asked about like, people can't do the yellow gold, turn it into white gold. Well, they use to make yellow gold, they use copper, silver, zinc, and other alloys are that other percentage that's mixed with pure gold to become the uh, 14 karat. Uh, when you get white gold, there's usually nickel that's added in there. That nickel washes out that yellow color, but not 100%. And because it doesn't wash out 100%, even though we cast and we alloy and we have white gold, it has a yellow tint because gold is yellow to start with. So when we finish polishing a white gold ring, we use what's called rhodium. It's it's in a liquid form, but it is in the platinum family. And we plate all white gold. All white gold out there is rhodium plated. And rhodium is expensive. It is expensive. And the process is expensive. And the process is, is literally a process. You have to go through about three steps before you can finally put it in that, in that rhodium bath. 
but when um, uh, so people ask about what's the difference between white gold and platinum and can you tell us a bit about platinum yeah platinum is uh, another noble metal it comes from primarily the Soviet Union and South Africa or in Africa and it is um, three times as dense as gold yeah, sixty percent more dense uh, than 60% gold. Sixty percent. Sixty percent more dense than gold, and it is also um, platinum is generally point nine five zero, which means it's ninety five percent pure, and that other five percent is usually usually iridium, ruthenium, mm. or boron. Uh, um, they those are the other alloys that are in that are in platinum. And with that, it has a more gray color than white gold. But here's the pros and cons of having white gold and platinum. And that's really what I wanted to talk about because that's what customers ask me all the time. So I use the example that if uh, the, I keep saying platinum is more malleable, partly because it's such a high content of platinum. And it's a, such a dense, it's almost like lead. So when you're working with it, it's, it's beautiful because when you're setting it and you're engraving it, it's, it's like cutting in butter. When you're cutting in white gold, it's so much more brittle with our engraving tools. But be that as it may, if you had a white gold paperclip, just imagine a white gold paperclip. You put a piece of paper in there, a few pieces of paper, and that paperclip holds pretty tight. When you pull that paper out, it goes back to its original form. That's what paperclip, a white gold paperclip would do. Let's say you have a platinum paperclip. You put those same few pieces of paper inside the paper, uh, the platinum paperclip. You pull it out, it will stay open as if the paper was still there. It has no memory. So often people want, they wonder why their diamonds are loose in a pronged platinum mounting. And that's because in normal wear, as you knock it, uh, you wear your jewelry and you're in and out of doing dishes or you're uh, washing your hands or you're folding clothes or you're doing normal day tasks. You knock your ring, you hit the prong, it doesn't bounce back. And if you had a white gold, it will have more bounce back. Here's the negative about white gold. Because of the nickel in white gold, which makes it white, it also does not like certain chemicals like bleach, uh, chlorine bleach, those hand sanitizers. What happens is they're corrosives to the nickel and it takes away, it will eat at the nickel. So if you get into a hot tub a couple of times with your white gold diamond ring, you're gonna find your prongs breaking off and wondering why. And all it does is it takes one time too long, too much. I, ha I just had a lady last week. We re replaced re prongs twice and now a third prong broke. And upon closer examination and showing her under a microscope, you can see the porosity of where that prong broke off. Not her fault per se. It's just because she's living life and mm -hmm. she's wearing her jewelry, which it should be worn. But that is a big thing. Do not wear your jewelry while swimming. But the well, other issue with white gold too is a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a number of people are allergic. They have an allergic reaction to the nickel, and they think that they can't wear jewelry when it, when that's not the case at all. Exactly. It's the nickel that's it. So there are other alternatives or items that we can 
ways that we can produce jewelry that they can wear so that they don't have that exposure to the nickel. And rhodium plating is one of them. Yes. Yes. Very expensive. <laughs> it is, well, it's not about too terribly expensive. It's just, it is time consuming and, and it is expensive to do properly. Uh, and platinum, but platinum is an inert metal. No, nobody should be allergic to platinum. And, and, and let me say that when I say expensive, I mean it's expensive to purchase a solution. It is expensive. The solution's expensive. You have it's to over, have well over two thousand dollars. But you know, ventilation. When it comes down to it's so, very. It's very toxic. So we for a customer to come in and to have something rhodium plated, it's it's quite affordable. It, it is. It is and affordable. It's, it's, it's a worthwhile. Life so yeah. people, the the biggest problem people have is the bottom of the shanks wear off, and you see a little bit of yellow. Uh, that's that's the yellow gold in that white gold combination that's coming through. You come in every couple of years. We'll polish it and re rhodium plate it. Your rings will look like new. And besides, you should have your check prongs checked every six months, anyways. So, uh, so many people come in with broken prongs and, and missing stones. It's because they're not taking the proper care with their jewelry. So, Amber, there are other colors of gold that we haven't discussed. There's purple gold, black gold, green gold. Uh, personally, I think an 18-karat green gold is absolutely spectacular. It is. It's very used quite often in Europe and European high jewelry, fine jewelry. But tell me about rose gold and, and green gold and these different. Some of those different colors are actually by, because of the alloy. Or actually, all the colors are because of alloy. We talked about the nickel being a white gold. That's going to be, uh, you're not going to have nickel and rose gold. Rose gold is going to have a higher co content of copper. Um, so you just have, it makes more sense to have copper and silver and zinc. Y then you have in uh, green gold, you have more silver, which gives it more of the green. Now, as far as black gold, that's still experimental. And as far as purple gold, I think it was steel that you use, but that's not also made in jewelry. It's too, it's not practical. And, I, and I'll say this, that it was at least 20 years ago, I made a ring for myself and I cast it in red gold and I thought oh I've got a ring that's so unique it's gonna be so cool and I put it on my hand I hated it <laughs> I just hated the color the it color just, itself it was so weird looking you know and so on, brassy on looking yeah it's just something about it it's just like this just doesn't even look real the, so we you gotta be careful right we do some of our own alloying uh, uh, mixing of our uh, we do mixing of all of our alloys but we buy pre-made alloys that have different uh, lusters to them, strong yellow, strong green, or light yellow, depending uh, on what it is. But there's it's, there's a happy medium of gold. But, absolutely. But there is all those different col colors of gold which make jewelry absolutely beautiful. And I'm th and I'm not saying that the colors aren't interesting and and can't or shouldn't be used. You know, you look at someone like and I'm changing tact a little bit. Someone like Wallace Chan using titanium and titanium coloration to produce some incredible colors and beautiful jewelry. So, but he's on the absolute cutting edge in a different stratosphere than it seems like the rest of us are. Let's just put it this way. I don't make anything in titanium. <laughs> <laughs> so we deal in the, in the finer golds, but there is some, I carry some titanium jewelry. It's beautiful, but I don't make it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm busy setting diamonds, and it's very difficult to set stones. He does setting stones in, in titanium, but but gold, uh, uh, gold is my is our forte. Gold, silver, and platinum. Yes. 
Well, I think that pretty well covers our subject when, when it comes to metals. So, I agree. And I think I'm sure we'll do another podcast at a later time to cover this a little more thoroughly. But absolutely. For the time being, I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is just a conversation. <laughs>